One minute, Dave. One minute. What's up? It's Greg Stero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Hey, thanks, Greg. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am hopefully joined by my co host. <laughs> There he is. Yeah, I'm here. It was really quiet. I couldn't tell if you were still there or not. No, I'm still here. I'm still outside. You can't hear. Well, you might be able to hear the ambience now because right now I'm walking through a flooded part of the park. Oh, I'm Dave, by the way, everybody. It's me, Dave. <laughs> oh man, Dave, how you been? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing I'm doing okay. Um, it's a great or is it okay? A, Come on, Dave. What's that? I said, are you great or are you okay? I'm Groot. It's a combination between great and good. I'm yeah. I'm Groot. All right. I am Groot. <laughs> so what's new with you, uh, Dave? Oh, nothing. That's um, I uh, uh, as you know, I like to read books. Yeah. Um, being being and, the authorly type that you are. Yes. Be yes. I'm so quite scholarly, this and that. But like, I generally read what like most like author scholar types call trash <laughs> that's the technical <laughs> word for it and so that's generally also what i write sorry all to all my audiobook narrators out there but i write it's kind of uh it's kind of trashy stuff and that's okay um but uh every now and then because like okay so i guess i'll tell this whole story <laughs> About a month ago, I joined this writer, this this writers group with sixty five thousand people at it called Writer to Writer, and it's filled with like all these, all these horrible, horrible book snobs. <laughs> and I started posting like my my rules for writers, and a lot of it is just like I become the most hated person in this group of sixty five thousand people. There are memes about me in this group. All these like little whiny book snobs saying that I'm commanding them to teach it, uh, that, I, that I'm, like, enforcing my will upon them as writers. It's so great. And, like, every, like, three <laughs> or four posts, I'm not kidding, is a complaint about me. Like, the, the shorthand for it is DC. Like, DC thinks his, his crap doesn't stink, blah, blah, blah. But among this, so that's, like, one of the things that's happened in my life. And the moderators are nowhere to be seen, so I can just, like, do whatever I want there. And uh, I, so I started a I started an offshoot group from that, 
uh, called, uh, uh, it's on Facebook. It's a public group. You can search for it. It's Dave Chadwick's. I believe Jeremy's in it. Yes, it's called I Dave am. Chadwick's um, Writing and Reading Group. And that's where my fan club is now, from 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 that group. And but like one of the one of the uh, when we talk about books and stuff like that, a lot of these book snobs. Now I'm not trashing anybody in my group. I'll trash everybody in the other group all day long. But everybody in my group <laughs> is great. They're awesome. I'm not talking about those guys. But like, um, a lot of book snobs really love The Great Gatsby. Ugh. And every now and then, Ugh. I feel the need to be like, every now and then I feel the need to be like, well, I'm smart. I need the acceptance of smart people who read smart things. And, <laughs> and like, I like made me. this mistake a long time ago, <laughs> like with, like with, with, with Dickens. So like every now and then, I'd, I'd say it's about every seven years, I get this itch where I just need to be like, you know, cute classical music behind me be like refined Artur, blah, 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 you know like all that so the great gatsby is the is a book that comes up a lot and so i downloaded the audio book for it um it's in the audio it's in the audible plus catalogs so i don't have to pay for it it's a part <laughs> of it's included in my subscription because i go through books like like water man like audio books i, I do nothing like as my it's my uh, night job as an overnight custodian. Uh, I just like put on an audiobook. I just let it run, and my Audible uh, accounter gets up to like sometime in September of 2020 got up to like 300 hours. So I can like I'll just let it go, and I just burn through books. So I've been listening to The Great Gatsby, and it's the biggest waste of time. It's so boring it's like i'm not engaged i feel like i'm wasting my time like it's just like, be like you know what i can be trash it's the great uh, gatsby but, dave it of course it's boring it's but no but, but but people talk about it like 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 it's the most amazing life-changing thing i yes, think it's and worth it, it and everybody hates it everybody hates it they just they're too afraid to be shunned by their peers to admit that they hate it to admit that they hate the Great Gatsby. Yes. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: What about Catcher in the Rye? <sighs> I don't know which is worse. <laughs> it's a book. We had to read it in uh, in school back in the day. I remember I didn't. It didn't do anything for me. But no, it's just. But I. Yeah, man. Just. So I think just like the the classics for me. I don't know. To me, there's like there's no value in it. I would rather read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, which is a fantastic <laughs> book, by the way. That sounds like a joke, but it's not. I read that. I read it. It came out like a month before the movie did back in 2005 when I was stationed in Germany. And I read it. This is the most amazing did, thing. Did Brooks do that one, too? Because I know Ooh. he did uh, Terry Brooks. No, he did, he did The Phantom Menace. Yes. Which I actually, which I actually did read. I did too. <laughs> uh, uh, a few days ago. Like a, like a few days ago. It, it, it's narrated by Grover Gardner. Um, so, but, uh, no, the, the Revenge of the Sith was written by a guy named Matthew Stover. Um, okay, I've heard of him. That's, a, that's an excellent book. And I think it, I think it colored my reception of... 
of the movie a little bit because I was when it came out I was very like I was way into Revenge of the Sith back when I was 24 and then I kind of went sideways on it I was kind of embarrassed that I liked it for a really long time and then I watched it again and I was just like okay all right I'm I'm back with you on this but it's a good book nice uh, so as everybody may notice, if you follow, uh, myself or the podcast on Twitter, uh, I think I put it on our, on our, on our podcast, uh, Twitter, but, uh, I did start my new job finally Woo! after being yeah. off of work for three weeks. Oh, that's gotta suck. Yeah. Uh, but I started in the middle of a pay period, so thankfully, uh, I don't have to wait that much longer before we That's get the good. first paycheck. It's only a half paycheck, but it's better than no paycheck, so but, I'll yeah, take it. Nothing, yeah. Uh, and these don't last, uh, yeah, the last, oh, yeah, we don't have anything left on our credit card. Uh, the last, uh, the last couple weeks have been a little rough. Uh, thank you to the people who have helped us out. Uh, there, there were a few people that reached out, and I greatly appreciate it. It. It was enough to get us through. Uh, so, so thank you again to everybody who uh, who did that for us. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna move on to something a little more lighthearted, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna check in and see what the hell is James One doing. Yeah. Uh, um, so there's uh, there's yeah. been a few things that have popped up uh, since our last episode. Uh, we talked about uh, the picture of James Wen at Alfred Hitchcock's star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, I don't remember if we mentioned uh, his post about Birdemic 3 Sea Eagle being approved to qualify for consideration at the 95th Academy Awards. This man lives in such a fantasy world. And, and basically all that means is it was released within the proper window uh, to to be submitted and not the fact that it's going to be, you know, actually, actually considered for anything okay. because we okay. all know Hold it's on. definitely not going to be considered for anything. I just had a thought that I have to say. What? I don't know um, if I want to hear it. Well, I mean, I'm wondering in, in James Wen's fantasy world, like where he's up there accepting the Oscars, I need to be, at that Oscar, so I can go up and slap him <laughs> somehow. It'd be like it'd be like a Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Yeah, no, no, that's you exactly just walk what up there be. and just bam! Be like just like just, 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 <laughs> just like slap the crap out of him. Just, uh, <laughs> I just like I, I'm I'm trying to figure out how I could make that happen. <laughs> Josh Flower and says, I, "If if it wins, we burn everything down." If it wins, we burn it. If Roman Reigns wins, we burn everything down. <laughs> oh man! So uh, we riot. Yeah. We we all okay. know that that's Dance. that's part of his delusion. Yeah. Um, and then his next tweet from July twenty fourth. Uh, imagine if all countries were to invest one trillion U.S. dollars. Per year for the next ten years. Okay. In direct carbon capture tech, like Climate Works, to remove one hundred gigatons of CO two per year in Earth's atmosphere, global warming warming may be fixed. 
James Wen climate activist. So it's but it's not it's not maybe. World. It's the word maybe. <laughs> so every country in the world spends one trillion dollars for how long? For for per year for the next ten years. Okay, so so that's that's ten trillion dollars. Just from not, the U.S. Just from the United States. <laughs> Canada's got to do it. Great Britain's got to do it. China's got to do it. Montenegro's got to do it. <laughs> Ethiopia's got to do it. Everybody. Guam. Oh, no, Guam's a U.S. territory. No, Guam. Guam's uh, us. Yeah. USA. Um, but it I just be like state, saying but Guam. We don't, we don't get political here. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right, everybody. My secret's out. My 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 controversial hot take is that Guam should be a state. Hey, so should Puerto <laughs> Rico, but you know. Yeah, and I also think that we should annex Cuba forcibly by military force. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, Josh has a good idea here. He says uh, he should have had a slap to the face to be a Kickstarter prize. He would have gotten a lot more money. He would have gotten at least seven dollars from me. <laughs> I would have paid. I would have paid that to go smack him in the face. Oh man! But, His... um, but l- let's get to the big James Wen, the the big Jimmy Noodles news. <sighs> which one? The 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 new the new nonprofit or the uh, the the song? <laughs> well, let's do both. Okay, let's do the song first, and then let's do the the the. the the, the new nonprofit. Okay, uh, so the newest tweet from James One uh, is that Birdemic 3's original song, Cosmic Beauty, sang by Damian Carter, has been approved to qualify for original song for the 95th Academy Awards. Yeah, it's right up there with That Thing You Do and My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> and, Cosmic um, Beauty. That, uh... That song from Oliver and Company. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the songs that have been nominated for best for, for best song that I can remember. Well, that song from Moana. Like, I know that was um, one of them. Colors of the Wind. Let It Go. Circle of Life. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Um, the Hobgoblin Song. <laughs> hey, that's 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 definitely better. I haven't even heard Cosmic Beauty yet, and the Hobgoblin song is way better than Cosmic Beauty. Ugh. All right, the big the big news here though is uh, this is this is a continuation of his other one about the all the the countries given a trillion dollars per year. Uh, but we've got to find ways to fix the climate change slash global warming crisis. James Wen is starting a nonprofit organization called Imagine Earth 2032. Also, a YouTube channel called Imagine Earth 2032 to be launched before the on July 2022. Okay. So. And then he has a seven a and a half long minute video up on the new YouTube channel. Which I'm not going to play because Dave can't participate in listening. Yeah, I can't. So I'll, uh, have to, I'll have to do it when I get back home. So, like, here, here's the thing with the whole, and I'm not going to take a side on the whole global warming uh, issue because, like I said before, we don't do that here. Yep. But we only talk about bad I'm, movies, guys. Yeah, yeah. 
but I think within the global warming debate, a lot of people like James Wen. What they like to do is they put a, and it's to like it's to their detriment, is that they is that they put a, a year or they say the Earth is going to end on X day or an X amount of years. Yeah, and then and then when. Uh, that they, they they think it's so far into the unfor into like the unforeseeable future that like they're not going to be able to prove anything. So like when twenty thirty two comes around and we're all still here and we're you know some other crap storm like like COVID or nine eleven has happened, every like people are going to realize like well it's twenty thirty two and we're all still around. We don't care about and we still don't care care about global warming like. Like what is, what is happening here? Yeah, it's like you can't say into and that's in twenty thirty two. That's in that's in ten years. Okay, now if you're in twenty twelve, now pandemic two came out in, uh, twenty thirteen. So if there was a big now, if James Wan had said the big okay, the birds are attacking, so <laughs> that I never quite understood the correlation between the birds attacking. And global warming that 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 never made sense to me. Are 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 the birds trying to prevent global warming? Yeah, they're trying to save the Earth by killing the okay. people who are destroying it. Well, then why don't the people let them? <laughs> if this is a pro global warming, aren't the birds the good guys? I mean, yeah, that's what it seems to be. Yeah, <laughs> Josh says I'm sure he doesn't understand either. Yeah. But it's it's like probably not. So if they said be like, and uh, if if in Birdemic, you know, I haven't seen Birdemic in a long time. But I'm just I'm just applying the the logic to imagine Earth 2032 to 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 Birdemic two because it's around the same time frame. If he had said the the there's gonna be a bird attack in the year, so so that the Earth is not habitable in the year 2023, ten years from now. Yeah. He he just looks silly. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, okay. Well, I, I suppose he doesn't care about that. But still, don't put a number on this stuff, guys. Yeah. Oh, James, James, James. Well, that's enough. That's enough about that crazy man. Let's go look yeah. at the uh, the weekend box office results. Uh, the number one movie, DC League of Super Pets. Brand new oh, film this God. weekend, uh, followed closely by Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, <laughs> you know, for some reason, I heard that as Jordan Peterson's Nope. I was like, Jordan <laughs> Peterson has a movie out. That's weird. And it was uh, number two. Yeah, that'd be that'd be even more bizarre. I think uh, Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder at third, Minions: The Rise of Gru at fourth, and Top Gun: Maverick sitting comfortably in fifth Phil? place. Yeah. That's a good movie. It was in fifth place last week too, so he's just hanging around. Just this hanging around. This is like the biggest around. movie of Tom Cruise's career. I mean, it it might be up there. I'm not sure. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, and quite honestly, I don't it's care enough a, to look. But it's a made a bit. It's made over a billion dollars. Yeah, it's it's made a nice little chunk of change. 
nice little chunk and change indeed. I have no interest in watching DC League of Super Pets. Oh, me, me neither. Oh, not even, movie. Not even for, when it comes kids. out on, on HBO Max. The, the only thing that interests me about it is Keanu Reeves voicing Batman. And I just want to see how, how he handles it. Whoa. You're breathtaking. I know Kung Fu. I'm Batman. You know, I never saw the Matrix movies until 2018 when I watched them with the Rift Tracks. And really? I was like, oh, this is where all that dumb, like, this is where all <laughs> those catchphrases come from. I get it now. Yeah. I, I like the first one okay. I mean, I've watched the other two, and they're fine. They're, they're, I've obviously seen way worse, you know, some yeah. blockbuster-wise even, but they're, they're not great after the first one, but, you know, whatever. It no, is what it is. I have no use for them. Yeah. Outside of Rift Tracks. Like, like the, the Wachowskis are crazy. <laughs> A um, little bit. You saw, that's, that's like, crazy like movie look, ideas. At, look at, look at Cloud Atlas. It's just like, <laughs> what is happening here? They actually said in an interview that, uh, they wanted to make, they wanted to make the audience work for answers. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Screw you. Screw you, Lana, and what's the other one's name? Lily? I think so. I don't know. I don't remember there. I remember they're yeah. the Wachowskis. That's it. Yeah. Like, That's well, all I ever known them as. Hang on. Sorry. Is that an airplane or a car? Yeah, it's, a, it's an airplane. <laughs> ah, the ambiance of, of Dave's. Surprised it's not a helicopter again. I liked yeah. it when it was a helicopter. Okay. All right. So, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, here, here, I, I got a, I got an idea, Dave. We're gonna What's take up? a, we're gonna take a, uh, a thirty-second break. We're gonna take a thirty-second break. Thirty-second break right now. Okay. Thirty-second break. Boink. As soon as this will load. As soon as this will load. All right. What? What we're is gonna, happening? We're in a thirty-second ad break. Oh, well, it's gone now. Well, right, now we have 20 seconds left of our ad break. <laughs> okay. I, didn't know I had to turn off. That. Well, I didn't know I, we could do that. I actually got um, the ads I could always do. I just never did. But I got uh, signed up for the new ad thing. Like, they chose me to do it where it's they run automatically, like, every 30 minutes. And yeah. we're back. Yeah, so they, the, the airplane is gone. Yeah. Yeah, the airplane is gone. I we're we're not going to abuse the ad button. Don't worry. It's not it's not like it's going to become a thing. I I did get set up with the uh the auto roll ads uh but I turned those off during the podcast because you're supposed to get a like a warning like at whatever time you choose and I chose uh 3 minutes before the ad rolls and I don't get that warning so they just kind of go. Uh, and I, we can't obviously can't have that during the podcast because if we don't know when the ads are going, we're just going to keep talking and nobody's going to be able to hear us. So uh, I promise not to abuse that button. We'll only use it for uh, airplanes and helicopters and such when uh, yeah. when Dave when Dave's out and about or when the mail shows up and my dogs start losing their minds. <laughs> um, that way, you know, you guys don't have to listen to that. Uh, but. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the Wachowskis and making their audiences work for answers. Yeah, that's not that's not good movie making. It's like 
Like I don't, I, I, I'm not going to pay $25 to go see a movie at nine in the morning and to have the Wachowskis be like, well, you have to work for it. They'll be like, I already worked for this. It, like it, make with the explodies and, and stuff, you know, it's you weirdos. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind, you know, having to think a little bit while I'm watching certain movies, but movies are about escapism, right? Like, yeah. Like it's about like, look, I don't want to have to think too much while I'm watching this dinosaur eat people movie. Jurassic Park. That's what I'm gonna call it now. Dinosaur eat people. <laughs> dinosaur eat movie. people. One. Dinosaur. Dinosaur eat people. Yes. But um, no. Like I said, I like trash. Okay, this is why movies like Jurassic Park and World and all the Marvel movies. This is why they usually do so well because you go in, turn your brain off, lots of things exploding. Lots of noise, lots of movement, not much thinking. Entertainment, you, and you can <laughs> and you can pretend like your life isn't so horrible for yeah. for a short while, <laughs> for two hours at a, at a time. Like, like my life is exciting. It's <laughs> I don't work. It'd be like it. retail workers need that especially. Like, yes, a lot. Yes, we do. Even the, the managers, we need it. Because we deal with a whole bunch of crap all day. All huh. day. You know who? You know who? Uh, whose life was really bad? Uh, I, I, I bet somebody whose head was in a pan, whose rhymes with pan. Yeah, Jan, Jan Compton. Her, yeah. her <laughs> life got real bad, real quick. Got real, real bad. Oh, our, our fact checker in the chat, Josh Flowers. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie. He looked it up yeah. for us. Nice. Thanks, Josh. Uh, we are talking, of course, about the uh, latest Rift Tracks Presents, The Brain That Wouldn't Die, also known as The Head That Wouldn't Die, or The Brain That yeah. Couldn't Die. This movie had yeah. uh, four titles, right. actually, because there was one other one, uh, The Black Door. How many of them do we actually see in the movie? I know we see at least two. We see two. two. We see two. Uh, some of the prints for the movie uh, have the opening title, "The Brain That Wouldn't Die," and the closing title, "The Head That Wouldn't Die." Uh, and this one, this one is that print because they yeah. do make the joke about that at the end, where they're like, "The head that wouldn't die or brain." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this movie uh, is is kind of a uh, important uh, in as far as uh, Rift Tracks is concerned. Yeah, it's uh, another um, it's all the another, way back uh, for the fandom. This was the first movie on Mystery Science Theater that Mike Nelson riffed. Yep. Uh, after uh, after Joel left, and. Uh, Mike moved from head writer uh, to uh, experiment person. Yep. I imagine he was still the head writer. (laughs) Well, yeah, but uh, he he wasn't just the head writer. Um, So, yeah, that that in and of itself makes this a very special movie, other than the fact that, you know, it's, it's... it's the it's, the full version is interesting. Yeah, the full version. Yeah, 
it's like 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 it like it's okay it's definitely an exploitation movie oh it's yeah an exploitation movie that like in certain aspects of exploitation doesn't really take advantage of the exploitation <laughs> um it's uh it's 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 rather cheap and it's kind of boring and kind of nonsensical but we have a but there's a lot going on yeah i was surprised at how much was going on josh uh, josh says this was the first mst3k episode that he ever owned nice good a good way to start the the collection uh you know i'm i'm really was thinking about this uh the situation in this movie as far as as far as jan and the pan is concerned and uh it really would be horrifying like yeah i wanted to know how she was talking because it's just like (laughs) i I would think don't you need lungs yeah you need to build a well Maybe there was something hooked up in the the, there was the whole neck going thing, on in the, uh, yeah. it was, she could it would force air through it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but this movie. I felt so bad for that actress. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just only have your face, and yeah. you don't move. You're just head you sitting to be, here like, under this table. Now they built. Now I do have to give them credit. They did build a uh, a prop that they could shoot from behind where you could see underneath the table. Yeah. So, okay. Thumbs up. You're, you're, you're already ten times better than a Roger Corman movie. <laughs> oh, this is way better than a Roger Corman movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, the movie was completed. It was, it was done in 1959, and its first title was The Black Door. Uh, it didn't get released until 1962, uh, under the brain that wouldn't die, uh, as a double feature with Invasion of the Star Creatures. Um, Have you seen that? I don't think so. I feel like we should know what that is. Yeah, I I've heard of it before, and I I'm looking at the cover, and I do I've seen this picture before. It's basically uh, women in the the you know the futuristic clothing, which was just shiny bikinis, uh, in like test tubes and then there's like a creature holding a fainted woman in the back um but the other really interesting thing about this movie uh this movie was public domain from the day of its release well yeah because Because they they, screwed the copyright notice yeah that was yes this was before the days when when that thing was important yeah because the same thing happened to very famously of course happened to night of the living dead um, and it, um, it it automatically went 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 into the public domain. But I can't imagine that like the studio or anybody behind the making of this of this movie was terribly, you know, terribly miss misses this as like you know like this is my exclusive property, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, this guy's basically uh, budget uh, budget Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. The main character, Bill, Doctor Bill, Courtner. Uh, yeah, Courtner, Doctor Bill. Uh, the movie starts off in an operating room, uh, and his dad, a different doctor, is uh, is working on, uh, you know, a patient who they yeah. pronounced dead. Yeah. And Bill's and like, that- "All right, let me try now." 
And his dad's like, no, you psycho. He's like, he's, he's already dead. dead. What does he's it matter? Like, I be like, well, be like, well, I, I think, be like, well, you're such a coward, dad. I can't let me do my, ex- my, my, my experiment things. And his dad's like, well, fine. <laughs> and so he immediately takes over. And he says something about like, okay, like open the chest cavity and massage the heart. Also, um, let me see that brain. <laughs> and they have this terrible uh, like brain prop. Yeah. And he like massages the brain or something. And he and he saves the, 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 the patient, like, like brings him back. Like somehow that stimuli like brought the patient back to life somehow. Yeah. I, I, it obviously doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, massaging the heart, sure, I can see that, but you know, not but not like, but going like, in but, and but like rubbing, poking at but his like brain, rubbing a your bit. brain with like latex <laughs> gloves. Like, no, that's gonna it's gonna kill you. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna massage this part of your brain here, the part like, that controls you if go. you're alive or not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the brain's like, oh, I needed that. Thanks, I just needed a rest. Oh man, uh, so. His dad, uh, Bill Bill Senior, has to go off to this medical conference, and uh, Doctor Bill Junior <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend Jan, or fiance, is it fiance or girlfriend, fiance. I think it's, I thought it was his wife. No, they weren't married yet because they were talking about how badly they wanted to be married so they could oh, do things right, to each other. Year, I promise, like in a couple of weeks or something. I promise. Yeah. But, but, but like, okay. What she couldn't stand time? not having him anymore. Like all these women, okay, like okay, jumping a little bit ahead, but not, but not, 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 not much. Just, to, just to make a point, is that this man has women just throwing themselves at, at him, fighting over like, him, this, even. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> and he's like the blandest dude. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had, uh, maybe he was like very, he, 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 he is a dapper fellow, but he is kind of, you know, like, oh, he's, I'm, I'm he's, he's he has milk like toast. one, he, 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 he has one mode. Even when he's in mad scientist mode, he's just, he's just, just like, just the dude, you know, and like he, his, 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 his attitude is very consistent throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and he he, dude, he must be throwing off pheromones like left and right for for these women, man. These nineteen fifties women, <laughs> like seriously, because they just all go after him like crazy. Uh, so he leaves to go up to the to the family's country house where the dad's like, "I should have sold dad after your mom died. That place creeps me out." And he's like, "But I do my experiments there, so no one will bother me." He's oh like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. And like, and then he's like, "Well, you're the one that got me all those limbs." And he's like, "I shouldn't be doing <laughs> oh, no. that." No, he so, told him. He's he's like, "Are you the one who's stealing all of those limbs from the amputation ward?" And he's yeah. like, "So what if I am?" <laughs> and then it's just like, "Whoa!" Like they're not the using them anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Yeah, so like he's 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 trying to put together his own Frankenstein. Um, but, uh, so they go off. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like the weirdest thing. And they, they bring it up so casually. It's just like, so what if I am, so what if I'm, so what if I'm awful? 
It's not like I'm killing people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking you know, he body never parts. Managed to success- Look, okay, throughout this whole movie, this guy, the the like the, the the bad the bad man, the bad bland man. Yeah. Um never he does not successfully kill anybody. No. Okay. No, he almost so, does. He gets close. Yeah. He, yeah, but uh then okay, well, that's jumping way 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 ahead. So they get into uh their car and they're just like speeding and then we see there's like this montage i think this is probably the best driving montage we've ever had in refracts <laughs> because it, it instead might be. of just instead of just showing the drive like like we see in things like manos and birdemic and um you know there's just there's just lots and lots of examples but those are the two most prominent um they throw a lot of uh, road signs at you a lot there, of roadsides. Yeah, there's like a roadside montage, and it's it's meant to imply that uh, Bill is going very, very fast. Yes. And then I think there's an accident. Just like I don't I don't know what causes the accident. He wrecks the uh, car because he's going through yeah. all the curves and the winding road, and he's yeah. So he's going um, so fast. Like, I didn't know Jan was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just like when, uh, when, when he, uh, like, okay, so he's thrown from the car, like very clumsily. It's done pretty badly. Yes. Like it's as you would so expect. He, yeah, and he he goes rolling down. He's thrown like five hundred feet, <laughs> and he's fine. <laughs> but he goes back, and he like the water like, and he wanders back to the car. See, now I thought he had found another car that was like on fire because, like, it's not made really that clear that an accident happened. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, was he just thrown from the car? What happened? Yeah. But the car is on fire. <laughs> and there's like a, uh, 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 that it, it's implied visually that there's a, a mangled, that he's looking at a, a mangled corpse while all this weird, well, okay. Yeah, all you we'll see is about, all you see is the hand. Yeah, we'll talk about the music. But the music does kind of like lessen the 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 the, the creepy tone a little bit. But we'll talk about that when we when we rank the yeah the the thing. But um, so he takes his jacket off, throws it in the car, and brings it back. Now this is like I was like, what is he getting? And I was like, well, of course he's getting the head. Okay, I get it. Um, I know this because this because I know this movie is about uh, a, a talking head. Um, a talking head. A talking head. That should have been the uh, hey ding 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 episode title. Yeah, I'll change it head. from Jane in the Pan. It'll be a talking head. A talking head. Um, I'll be sure to put the uh, a talking cat. Um, what do you call it? Like exclamation point question mark? Yeah, interrobangs. Yeah. Um. So he like um they're very close to the cabin so he has her head which is clearly dead at this point. I mean it's been removed from from the body and it's dead. There's there's no way that it can survive especially like he's got it in his jacket. So he goes to his uh his cabin and uh his uh amputee assistant who helps him out with all his Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> experiments. I'm I'm sorry. At the, okay, you know how at the very beginning of the movie I have to interrupt, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh when the when the title is showing up, the brain that went to die, and you hear the voice saying, 
kill me. Just kill me. Let me die. Like really quietly. Yeah. Uh, Josh Flower said, now I want to hear uh, Duffy, the talking cat, say, kill me. Kill me. Just let me die. <laughs> can, can somebody get Eric Roberts on that, please? He is on Cameo. Uh, I think he was like eighty five dollars yeah. at last. Yeah, at last it'll definitely check. be worth the five hundred dollars for a professionally used thing. Go get, for- go get Eric Roberts. Oh no, this could be just just get him to say as Duffy, kill me, okay. kill me, just let me die. And he'll please say, somebody do it. I was drunk off. Like, <laughs> he does not remember a talking cat. Okay, just tell him to do it over a, over like a speakerphone in the other room and put his phone no. by. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how kind of like how I'm doing it right now. It's so big. Okay, um, uh, back back to the so story. Anyway, He's so carrying your head. We're at the cabin. <laughs> we're 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 at the um, uh, evil experiment. The country cabin home. The amp- yeah the uh, the amputee uh, the amputee assistant, Kurt. and they like puts her head in in the in the jar, and he's got like maple syrup. Uh, coming down into the pan, and that brings her back to life. Oh, also, by the way, they, there's a monster. They have a monster locked up in the closet. Yes, he is uh, an abomination that is, what's he say, he's too terrifying for any human mind to comprehend. Yeah, uh, and so, like, he... um. He goes up and, like he goes up and he looks at it, he looks at it with glee, like, oh, yes, he's still here. How you doing? <laughs> He almost starts like, uh, it's it's super weird. So he's like, well, um, I have to go uh, get Jan a body. I'm going to go uh, to a burlesque house, and I'm going to look for like I'm going to go perv on some on some on some ladies. See if I can find like the perfect body. To attach to uh, to have a, a head transplant. <laughs> and his assistant's like, it's not even going to be the same person. What about her heart? What about her mind? Or like her mind will be there, duh. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, what about her soul? Like, I like, hey, hey, look, I don't think he cares about any of that. No, he just wants the banger. <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah, he just wants, yeah, because. That's it. That's all it is. What? Okay, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not keep. Let's make. let's let's keep moving, Dave. I think I yeah. know probably what you were going for, and we'll. Yeah. Something. Some kind of delivery system. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. So he goes to this burlesque house and like. Uh, this one girl's dancing up on him, like way into him. So he's like, come on into the back and sit between my lamps. <laughs> and so he goes back and like, she is like coming on to him hard. Big time. Uh, uh, and uh, I think like, how old did she say she was? She's like, I'm over 21. Yeah. And then Bridget and Mary go say, oh, just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. Cause she looks like she's in her mid thirties at the youngest. Yeah, and then and then another and then another lady walks in, and will be like, "I just came back here to take off all of my clothes." <laughs> and Bridget Mary Jo are like, "Isn't that what your job is?" Yeah. So like, they're it, they basically start fighting over over this over 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 um, over Bill, and Bill's like, <laughs> "Oh, 
oh, I can't. I, I don't know about any of this. So I'm I'll out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see you guys later. Like, he's having none of it. He's being like, he's not about this life. No, he so, leaves, and then we get a cat fight. Yeah. That, she, like, takes her dress off. And yeah, it, it's 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 basically the same cat fight from Manos, except it's only two of them. Yeah. And Bridget, I mean, Bridget and Mary Jo are just like, I feel like this scene was made for a specific demographic. Yeah. Weirdo <laughs> men in the 1950s. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's not even that fun to watch. I mean, <laughs> I could say some things that'll make boring. me sound like a gigantic pig. but So I'm not going to say it. But I'm showing restraint. Isn't that that great? Now that we're live, Dave has to show restraint. <laughs> I appreciate it, for one. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, uh, so very, very... Very oddly staged and choreographed cat fight, and yes. then we and then we shift back to the lab, and um, Jan in the pan and the assistant have a very long talk that I don't remember. Um, and uh, she's asked, she's talking to him about uh, what what her fiance did to him, and she's isn't that when she's like communicating with. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, like, like that's the crux of like, like that's like that's how the story progresses in that scene because like movies like this story has to prog- has to progress in each scene. Yeah, um, which is good storytelling. Everybody in writer to writer, every scene must advance. Every scene must advance the story. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you can hate me all you want, but every scene must advance the story. But the way the the way the story advances is that we get the information. That Jan of the Pan can, uh, there's something in the maple syrup that uh, Jan of the Pan can now (laughs) telepathically communicate with the monster behind the door. If that's all it takes is maple syrup, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, so it's, uh, he's be like, here, watch, I can prove it. And she, like, 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 sends, like, vibes. She, like, sends good vibes out to the monster behind the closet and makes some (laughs) kind of noise and just be like, how dare you? So, um, if you can understand me, knock twice. Yeah. But she talks to the uh, to the assistant about, uh, you know, what he did, what Bill did to him, and he replaced his hand, but now he's, you know, he's horrifying. I can't go out in public because people will be afraid of me because of my hand. Well, just move to Chicago. <laughs> They're just like put a glove on. <laughs> Go, um, you know, go, 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 go to Chicago and, uh, you know, kill, um, Harrison Ford's wife. <laughs> that was a long way to go for not a whole lot of payoff. Yeah. It's the fugitive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, Bill, Bill keeps trying to find the perfect body. Oh, he's gonna, he's right. gonna kill and somebody, and so uh, he 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 remembers apparently like this like this this model, who or was, was this like he's dealt with before? Yeah, it was his, one of his ex girlfriends. Um, we we forgot that, about about Kurt. Poor Kurt. What happens to Kurt? What does happen to Kurt? He he accidentally leaves the hatch and the cell the door unlocked. 
Oh, that's right. Okay, and the monster yeah. rips his arm off. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, right. And he dies. Yeah. He bleeds out chocolate syrup. But, like, okay, no, okay. First of all, he's got, he goes through the whole house just like smearing the blood all over the wall. <laughs> it's like all over the, the door. I feel like they had to pad the movie out. And so they, like, okay, just, just spaz around. And like and like get all this gunk. I mean, like it's not really red. I mean, like we don't even know what colorization is. What Wizard of Oz? Huh? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, it's just... yeah. They it's a it's a surprise that they this movie was eighty two minutes long. Yeah, even honestly, like, but like, that uh, was, so that was like, definitely pushing it. It's like okay, so like you're going to leave the one set we have and then go up into the living room set. And just bumble around there for a couple of minutes, then come back down and die. So, so um, Bill, meanwhile, is going back to one of his old girlfriends, who like is a nude art model, <laughs> who is very good at hiding disfiguring scars on her face. Yes, doesn't recognize her old boyfriend. Um, might have face be blindness. Like, be like. Next time, bye, and she, like, uh, and oh, some creepy guy hits on her, be like, hey, um, you want to come down and get drinks with me? She's like, nah, you're creepy, go away. <laughs> and so that guy Fs off, and uh, Bill's like, hey, uh, you remember me? I'm Bill Cortner. He's like, she's like, Bill Cortner? You would think if we had such a, uh, I think, like, didn't, didn't he, wasn't it, it, wasn't it said or implied that he was the one that fixed her after whatever dumb crap happened to her to disfigure her face. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. so <laughs> he says it'd be like, he's like, well, look at my scar. She just like moves her hair a little bit. He's like, here's a scar. Everyone's going to say I'm a freak. I'm a freak. Google gobble, Google gobble. Wow. You know? So... He's like, well, I could fix you. All you have to do is come to my dad's summer home. He's I'll like give you a completely great... different head. Yeah, he's like, she's like, really? Well, I just think that that would just be so great. I trust you immediately. Let's go right now. Oh, <laughs> I have to call my girlfriend to tell her that I won't be around. He's like, no, don't do that. That will that will implicate me in your disappearance. <laughs> Can't have but that. Yeah. yeah. So he stops her from calling her girlfriend and just gets her in the car, uh, which I don't know. Like, is it, I thought he wrecked his car. Uh, it was probably a different car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sorry. right. From the from He's the family the, the family house, family yeah. uh, vacation home. But like you 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 would think at some point there would be like we should move this burning wreck of a car out off the street. But um, it's never. It's, I I don't think it's ever addressed. Whatever happened to the first car? No. Nope. But um, um, so he uh he takes her back, and uh says like, okay, stay up here in the living room, new girl, and I'm gonna go get my dad. And he goes downstairs, and he sees the murdered body, and he says something pithy to Jan in the pan. He tapes her mouth they, shut. Yeah. <laughs> Gets um, they make some roofies. Goes up and be like, "Well, my dad's gonna take some convincing here. This will loosen you up for me and my dad. This isn't creepy at all." No. So uh, 
So she uh, she takes the roofie and and passes out, and that's she spends the, she spends the rest of her performance unconscious. Yep, lying uh, on a table. Yeah. So anyway, she goes down, and uh, she carries her down, and um, the uh, um, he's like starts to uh, jam the pan, like is able to like spit or like get the tape off her off her mouth. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, she gets it off and it's and she's, it doesn't she's make sense obviously, but to, she's able to communicate to the monster in the door, be like I don't know why did Bill go over and stand by in the only dangerous spot for him in the entire house? Why did he go over and stand next to the unlatched uh op- the unlatched door? Doesn't make any sense. Just a just a plot hole. Just it, just okay. a, a little MacGuffin stroll. Yeah, if you but want. I'm gonna go over here. Nothing bad could possibly happen. I was try about to murder this girl, so I can bang her with my with my wife's head on her body. <laughs> uh, so it's nothing, nothing yeah. disturbing about this movie at all. At all. So anyway, she goes over there, and Jan and Pan like sends good vibes to the monster. To break through the door makes you wonder why they the, had the door the in the first place. <laughs> break through the door before, yeah. but anyway, comes out, puts his arm through the door, grabs Bill, and like, like he I guess bites like, a chunk out of his neck. Yeah, and uh, just like busts through the door, and it's like, he's like this weird conehead monster. Patrick Swayze, eat your heart out. Yeah, or rip your throat out or whatever. Yeah, and so basically, um, everything gets lit, gets lit on fire. He kill Bill dies, and uh, Jan the Pan is laughing as she burns to to, to death, and be like, "You should have killed me!" <laughs> and the monster carries uh, Doris. I think her name is carries her away. Yeah, the, and uh, that's and the end. The head that wouldn't die. Doris Powell, yeah. yeah, and then we get the 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 head that yes, the head that wouldn't die at the end there. So like, so that was a movie, and okay, I I well, I'll get to this when we get to when we get to effects, because um, I I actually didn't mind some of it. Like some of it looked good, and like you said, they made that whole table rig. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, they, that, yeah. that looked decent. Uh, like Josh, I think the effects were okay. Like Josh said, uh, the new transfer of the movie makes the mannequin head so much more obvious. Which, yeah. you know, it does. You can tell. But it's still, you know, for a movie that was made in 1959, it's, it's, not, it's not horrible. Um, it actually has a story to it. Yeah. Um, no, so I didn't do you, mind this. I mean, what do you like, want to give I, the plot? The plot... Um, Okay, if we're using the sliding... Okay, the fact that there was one, I think I'll go with four. Four? Yes, because, and, and we because, are using our sliding riff track scale for this. Yeah, because it has it has all the... I mean, it wasn't... I mean, it's not great, <laughs> but, it has all, but it has all the working parts that yeah. a plot should have. Every scene advances the story. There's really not much fat on the story if... I mean, I, I guess the one like like the whole unnecessary thing, like like the cat fight. That yeah, was the weird. burlesque cat fight. Yeah. But uh, you know, other than that, 
you know, you got you got a lot going on. You got Jan in the pan. You got uh, you got the assistant. You've got Bill. You've got the old girlfriend. You've got the the monster. You've got a lot going on, and it, it everything paid off. So I'm I'm giving it a four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the acting. It was it was well, your standard. 50s acting. Yeah, I very, think. it's very 50s acting. So I think I'm going to give that a four as well. A four. The dialogue. Again, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I just I love some of the lines in this. Like, yeah, are you the I one stealing too. the limbs from the? Uh, so what yeah, if I, I am? That, yeah, that, yeah, that, that that whole thing where it's just so casual. <laughs> be like, you're doing this horrible thing. <laughs> so what if I am? I'm going to give it a three. A three. All right. Uh, cinematography. There's, I mean, it's it's all in on sets except for yeah. some of the outdoor stuff. All uh, of the um, well, I mean, what like all of the effects? I guess you could really only do do in camera effects. Yeah, I liked um, I liked the driving montage because it was like you said, it was way more filled with with action or stuff happening than you know most of the other driving scenes we get. Yeah. Replica, Birdemic, Manos. I, I do have to take away some points as far as cinematography goes. I mean, like as cool, like like as like I do got to give it props for that table that they made for the long shots and the wide shots. Uh, so so that they could be like, oh, this is an actual head. <laughs> be like, it's not just like you know they didn't just like have the actress underneath the table the entire time. They actually built a prop. So, but I think I have to take points away for for how clumsily the accident was staged. Yeah. Like, so I think if it wasn't for that, it would get four like everything else. But I think I got to give it, I would give it a three. But, like, I think that prop does a lot for me. That just shows that they weren't lazy, that, they're, <laughs> that they actually cared. So I think I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. Uh, I think the editing has to take a few dings, too, because of that yeah. uh, that whole car accident thing. The rest of it was fine. There wasn't confusing yeah. editing, uh, except for that that car crash sequence. Yeah, that car crash was just like, I, like where I wasn't even sure that a car crash had occurred. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a three. All right, three for that one. Uh, all right, now on to the effects. Uh, we had a, a decent-looking, uh, quote, monster uh, who had an yeah, eyeball I, almost all the way up in the, the top of his cone head. Yeah. It was fun but not, to look not bad at. for a pile of tissue that he gave his, injected his serum to and it came to life. Yeah. And, it of course, was, you yeah. know, we have Jan in the pan herself. Yeah. Which uh, you know that uh you know like 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 that prop again, pretty good. Yeah, and the uh, the massaged brain at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> uh, the movie I'm, is very ambitious for the kind of budget that it had and the kind of movie I'm, that it is. I'm thinking I'm thinking a four for effects, honestly. I'm gonna go with you four, yeah. Just because again, using using the rift track sliding scale. I think I think it's fitting. Uh, all right, now we're to the other interesting one, Dave. Sound and music. Okay, so the music is 
I don't know. So, like, okay, so they had two credited composers on this. Yep. And it definitely, like, the tone of it doesn't match, like, like, like the seriousness of what's happening yeah, doesn't outs- match the music sometimes. Outside of the, the, the main theme. Yeah. Um, which actually gets, gets a lot of credit for creating a sinister mood. That was Abe Baker and Tony Restiano. Yeah. Restanio, something like that. One of the two. I don't know how to say it. Uh, but yeah, like when he, when he crashed his car, the music was almost whimsical. It was, (laughs) I think that's, I think that's what they say that it's, that it felt very whimsical. So it's kind of out of, it's kind of out of place in some spots. Yeah. In about half the spots, I'd say at least half the spots. I I would give it a three. I would take it down from a four to a three, just based on, just based on that yeah none of the music was really bad it just no, wasn't it's not it didn't unlistenable fit. it's just it like fit the scenes and you're just like and, and your attention is drawn right to it it's just like yeah. well this, the, yeah uh directing um i i can't think of like i mean you know we we've already harped on the accident scene a, a bunch and yeah it's already i've already taken away points in at least two other categories for it so the directing is competent for yeah for okay and then our our other character slash personality oh i've I've given this one a five for characters and personality yeah yeah i I agree this you have you 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 have jen the pan you have dr bill who's just like just like a character who like just as the one tone the entire time, even when he's doing like evil, like he really didn't even care when he dies. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like. In fact, I, I think, I think Doctor Bill has really more. Like I think he's more of a character than Jan of the Pan is. And Jan of the Pan is like iconic. Uh, you have the monster. You have the the assistant. You have all the you have all the women in this movie who are just like. Just like characters unto themselves, they could like be their own movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like this is this has a, a great kind of like really cool, unique set of characters. So I'm giving it a five. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And the riffs, of course, for this one. Now this, yeah. this isn't. We've we talked about this earlier. This isn't the first time that this this group at least part of this group has has worked with this movie before um but i think we would be remiss if we didn't if i didn't say at least that um there were some jokes like yep that's matthew j elliott right there yeah yeah there uh, there was some really really good stuff in this the the whole bit with uh mary joe not being able to remember why this movie is so familiar to her uh because you know she was Jane in the pan yeah in, uh, in the skits and uh you know there's there's there was some gosh there was right at the beginning when they were done with the the surgery with reviving the dead man by squeezing his brain a little bit they took off their surgical masks yeah and they make a joke about 
I can't believe we've been wearing these things for two years straight. Yeah, that's that one got me. I yeah. laughed. I laughed super hard at that one. And this, you know, it's it's great to have something that we're familiar with and have but it, it also looked at fresh. from a completely different angle. Perspective, and yeah. Yeah, we had uh, Bridget and Mary Jo wrote on this. Uh, Matthew J. Elliott, of course, good friend of us and the podcast here. And uh, Zach. Zach wrote on it, too. And... I, I think they all did a, a quite wonderful job on this riff. I would say again that Matthew J. Elliott his like I could you could tell he worked on this on this. Oh absolutely. Like like, like his his signature kind of wit really stood out to me in a lot of different places. So yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed this. I'm giving it a five. Yeah, every once in a while you you hear a riff and it would just catch it would hit a little different and you're yeah. just like yep there's Matthew <laughs> there's there's his writing right there shining through not that not that the rest of the writing is bad by any no, means no yeah no 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 but like you, the, you can tell like like Matthew has a very signature very signature wit that I have come to appreciate quite greatly and yes. it's always it's always it's always a treat to to hear it come out of uh, Bridget or Mary Jo's, uh, you know, mouths, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there's a word I'm looking for here. All right. Well, our final score for the brain slash head that wouldn't die, 38 and a half out of 50. That's pretty good. Which that's is really good. That's the new points leader. I know. I think the what? closest one we Wait, got was like thirty-seven. Mikey? Yeah, Mikey had thirty-seven and a half. Oh wow! Yeah. So it squeezed out Mikey by just a hair. Oh wow! I should really and be keeping Mikey's track. Mikey's a these hard things. ass to follow. <laughs> we loved Mikey. Yeah, Mikey was uh, amazing. Um. I, we do still need to talk about uh, Day of the Assassins. Yeah. Uh, okay. The interesting thing. Eh, yeah. Don't act, don't act so enthused. Uh, okay. We. Uh, the thing about that movie is, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple years ago, uh, when we discovered the whole Meg Multicom Entertainment Group uh, phenomenon, as it were, uh, with Riff Tracks. I was looking through their their company catalog to see like what other movies they owned the rights to. And at that point in time, they had a page that was all Riff Tracks movies. And there were a few on there that hadn't been released yet, like Subspecies 4. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I don't remember off the top of my head. I know we have since got most of them. Uh, Day of the Assassins was one of those movies. Now, there's another... There's another movie called Day of the Assassin that I know about because I saw it when I was a kid on um, Scrambled Cinemax. That's called Day of the Assassin. That's probably very different from this. <laughs> uh, so that's got me a little worried. <laughs> well, this is this one was from uh, 1979 oh, okay. it, it, or something it, like it's that. Definitely not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's there's they're different 
different flicks. Okay. But yeah, this one, uh, Chuck Connors was in it. That's the only person I can remember off the top of my head. Glenn Ford. Glenn Ford? Yeah. Wasn't he the president? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Um, womp womp. Yeah, so I, that... Uh, oh, we have our, our final question, Dave. Our final question. Oh. Would you watch The Brain That Wouldn't Die on Rift? I think I would. I think I would just um, because I think I have. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have. Or at I least don't... like parts of it. I think I, I think I would have to say I would watch it on Rift. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would too. Um, but I mean, it's it's got a place, you know, in these movies that came out around this time. It's a little more. Yeah. It's a little, a little more, more polished than some of these other uh, cult movies that came out around yeah. this time. It's, and, oh, it's definitely better than anything Roger Corman did. Screw that guy. Oh yeah, that's way. I mean, just look at uh, uh, what was the. The one that we creature about from it. creature from something. something or other that Matthew yeah. Jay and Ian did. Yeah, the one that we hated. Yeah, yeah. This this movie is is way it's better way, than that way, one. It blows that one away. That. Revenge yeah, they, of the Sea Creature or some some such. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I, oh see, this is the problem with with all of these riff tracks running around in our brains, guys. We can't creature from the haunted sea. There it is. In our brains is that we it. can't keep track of a lot of them anymore. Yeah, there's too much. There's too many, too much riff tracks going on. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for the podcast portion of our show today. Um, Dave, if you wanna, if you want to participate in the gameplay, uh, we are oh. going to take a uh, a ad break here. Um, a, a a little bit longer ad break than normal while I get stuff set up on my end. Uh, but we are going to transition now into playing Rift Tracks the game. Well, so if give you, me a few. Well, I, 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 I will. I will. I have to go back to my house. Yeah, don't don't worry. Well, it'll it'll take a while for me to get this set up. So, uh, I'll just be I'll just be doing that. We've got we actually have a couple different ad breaks to choose from. Yeah, yes. Uh, Josh said I have a stalker. That's because my uh, eight-year-old's in here hiding behind me, kind of peeking over my shoulder on camera. Uh, nice. She just took off running. But, uh, okay, yeah, we're well, gonna... let's do the outro. Let... Yeah, yeah, we'll do that do first, outro, but I'm just, so, yeah. I'm just explaining yeah. to people what's going to be happening. Uh, yeah. We're going to be taking a, a two-and-a-half-minute ad break uh, so I can uh, get get my switch hooked up to my capture device and make sure that uh, that... that is able to switch over to that easily enough on uh, on OBS here, and I don't have any issues. Uh, but I will still be here when the ad break is over. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you want to stay on here while we're playing. You don't have to. No, um, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. So uh, Dave's going to head home, and I'm going to start some ads, and then we'll, we'll be back right after that, and we'll get stuff set up to play some Rift Tracks the game. But first, if you like the podcast uh, and you want to support us in any way, there are a few ways that you can do that. You can head to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast. And I'm putting that in the chat right now. So there's that. You can head... I spelled it wrong. Uh, (laughs) 
That's because I'm trying to talk and, and do other things at the same time. I fat-fingered it. I had an I in there instead of a U. All right, there we go. True Blue Riftcast. Uh, and you can support us for a couple dollars a month. Otherwise, you can uh, subscribe right here on Twitch. And uh, that obviously will help us out. Uh, we take bits and all that fun stuff on here. Uh, and, you know, hey, if you can't right now, uh, that's fine. Uh, all you have to do is drop us a follow right here on Twitch to be notified whenever we go live. And that way you'll never miss a live episode of the podcast. And I am Jeremy. You can find me on Twitter at PB and Awesome. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at TB Riffcast. Uh, and I'm Dave. You can check me out on Twitter at D Chadwick Author. You can also check me out on my, web on my website at, um, tell us my website, DaveChadwick.info. <laughs> and you can join the uh, Dave Chadwick's Writing and Reading Group on Facebook. It's just called that. Just search Dave Chadwick's Writing and Reading Group. And it's a public group right now. Uh, get in there and uh, help me out. You can um, go to Amazon, search for Dave Chadwick, get all my books. And, uh, in fact, the audiobooks for Happy Valley and Tumbleweed Dossier are available now. And uh, I just listened to, last night, the most recent uh, chapter. It's the penultimate chapter for the Son of Santa audiobook. Listen to it. It's fantastic. I can't wait to get the last chapter. It's going to be amazing. I just... Uh, Colette's doing an amazing, amazing job. So I can't say enough awesome things about how that's going and how excited I am for uh, that to be finished. So, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all for me. All right, and we will see you guys next Wednesday for the True Blue Riffcast. Rock till you die.